Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Corey Harris and Julie Traxler. You guys are the co-founders of SB Pace and authors of the book, Seriously, Now What? Uh, which I think with the explanation points and the question mark on there, I think that's the how you pronounce that, right? Yes, you do it much better than us. So <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I love having multiple folks on at the same time. Always a lot of fun. So I'll let you guys explain what SB Pace is, what you do. All right. So SB Pace is a boutique coaching and consulting firm. We work exclusively with small business owners. And typically our um, ideal client uh, that we work with is somebody who's either just launching a business or is in the first three years of their business. And really what we help entrepreneurs do is defeat the chaos inside their business. Yeah. So what what kind of chaos do you normally, for someone who has not been in business, what kind of chaos do you speak of, Julie or, or Corey? So we would um, really, what we typically see is an owner who is doing it all, right? They're trying to do everything because they haven't yet reached the point in revenue where they could afford to hire somebody or they don't think they can because they haven't thought about the value of their time and how they're spending their time and, and where they could actually focus on higher value tasks to get more revenue in the door and and offload some stuff to other people. So we really focus on building a very strong foundation for the business so that they can withstand tough times and be ready for growth and then help them to figure out how they can focus on the right tasks that are going to bring revenue in the door and accelerate their growth. Yeah. So if someone is not yet at the pace where you say, if they say, listen, I'm chief cook and bottle washer, I'm doing everything. Um, you know, the thought of hiring somebody though, while that sounds great, I don't have the money for it. Like I'm barely paying my own rent or mortgage and, and that sort of thing. Like, how do we get out of that, uh, out of that, what, what feels like a trap? Well, it, and that's funny that you say that it feels like a trap because it, it really is because it's one of those, it's kind of like a chicken and egg thing where I don't have the time to work on my business, which means that I then don't have the time to do, you know, because I'm too busy doing other things. It's kind of like this cyclical issue where people just need to, they, they need to find the time to stop and figure out what it is that they basically shouldn't be doing. They need to prioritize what it is in their business that is important. They need to figure out what are the not like the low value or non-value add tasks that they're doing that they can either stop doing or, uh, you know, outsource, delegate, et cetera, and then start working on those things that are important to the business that add value so that they can then start building that revenue and build their business. Um, because, you know, like you said that, you know, the chief cook and bottle washer and all of that. And that's one thing that we always run into with, with small business owners is their yeah. hobby is, you know, pinching pennies. So it's like, stop doing that and start doing stuff that's going to, you know, you know, they're, they're, that adds actual dollars to the business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are, are you fans of kind of the, you know, kind of the e-myth 
strategy. I mean, was, this is, we got to get you to a point where you're just, you're focused on one thing. You're focused on growth and revenue. That That's your number one job. And, um, you know, maybe just like, look, you're just going to have to knuckle down and and do some more business generating tasks so that you can afford, you know, and it might be a, a, a short season where you're going to have to put in a little bit of refocused effort or I don't know, maybe identifying what they really shouldn't be doing or I, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, when when someone gives you the objection of those limited either time or budget, where where do you try to crack that uh, crack that egg? Well, it's interesting because the first thing that we're going to ask people to do is a time audit, which sounds so simple, right? Like let's figure out where you are spending your time. And what we find is that it's human nature. We want to spend time doing the things that we're really comfortable with. And a lot of entrepreneurs, like maybe you have a a great product or you're really good at, you know, creating marketing assets or videos or something. And like selling just isn't in your wheelhouse, but if you're a solopreneur, there's only two of you, somebody has got to sell and somebody has got to be consistent about it. Right. So we really talk about what are those, you know, what we always refer to, what can we do that will keep us closest to the cash, right? So what are the activities we have to do that keep us closest to the cash or really that the MMA, the money-making activities. And those are the things that you have to focus on first and consistently and helping entrepreneurs or our small business owners understand what those things are. And then also helping them understand like really, and I, I know this is from Tim Grover's book, Winning, but winning is boring. It's not, there's nothing exciting about it. You're doing the same things every single day over and over and over. It's mundane, It, but those consistent actions, that's what starts to stack the wins for you to become successful. And you have to do it. And people get really discouraged <laughs> because, you know, there's like just the title entrepreneur, people think it's so sexy and it's like, oh my God, it's, it's great. It, it's not like it's hard work, but it's also boring. Yeah. You know, well, I love, you know, in the book, Atomic Habits, for example, James Clear, you know, it's, it's, listen, that's the difference between champions and amateurs. Champions have learned to, to do it bored, right? And, and they find fascination or mastery in the mundane, you know, I look at what I do. I, I, I pretty much do just a few things with my company and I do it over and over and over and over again. Um, but for me, and, and, you know, people will say, well, you should be doing this. You should be doing, I'm like, no, I'm good. I, I got, you know, I figured out what I do uh, and I do exceptionally well. And I just do that thing. And it's tough because, you know, personality wise, I am, you know, kind of that personality that likes a little bit of variety. Um, but what I've learned is just, um, you know, you can't, you know, you got to turn off that shiny object syndrome. You you just got to find what works and you do it over and over and over again. And guess what? You'll get, if you do that, you will get the results. If it's, if it works one time and you get a, you know, 120% ROI, keep doing that thing, you know, until it doesn't work anymore, you know, just keep showing up and doing that thing. And, uh, and I bet, that you encounter this from time to time. And part of your role probably with small business owners is, it's just pretty much just about focus, right? And they're like, yeah, but I could do this get rich quick thing over here. And, and this guru is telling me this and your job is probably just to grab them and say, focus, get your, get your head in the game. 
It, it, that's extremely common, if not with probably every single one of our clients, everybody who we work with, because it, it's, it's exciting and we get caught up in it too, where you're talking about, oh, well, this sounds like a good idea, or this is a great way to do X, Y, or Z. Um, but yeah, you got to bring them back to the to the core of the business. You got to just continue with that repetition. You got to you got to do that mundane stuff over and over and over and over again in order to be successful. And then you know, hire somebody to do the stuff you don't want to do and focus on the, the the fun stuff that you want to do. Yeah. We like to say, learn, like you get really good at doing the thing you're trying to do that initial thing, right? So if you've got a product, for example, you know, we've got a number of product-based clients and we'll tell them, learn to sell this product really well to everybody. And then you can create the next product, right? But don't lose focus on what you're doing. And it's really hard for people that get excited about that initial part of the journey to get them like to dial it back. And honestly, like Corey's a master at it because Corey has to do it for me all the time because I get shiny object syndrome all the time. And it'd be like, is this a good idea? Do we really need to be doing this right now? And I'm like, okay, not right now, but write that idea down. Cause we're going to do it later. And uh, yeah, I want to piggyback off that because the the one thing you you want to keep those goals in mind, like the future goals in mind, because you don't want to build your business with the idea that I'm only going to sell one object, one product, one service. Like you you want to grow, you want to to build your business knowing that you're going to grow, so that when you buy a new piece of software or something, you can add onto it. You might not need all the features now, but it's available later, so you're not doing a complete you know, a redesign of your processes because you were so narrowly focused on that one item. But you have to get good at that one that one thing before you can build on it. Yeah. Um, so what types of businesses do you, and I, I know you, you know, said small business and, you know, folks in their first three years, um, what kind of industries, what are they doing? What, what, what uh, you know, what, do you, what kind of folks do you see? We're really industry agnostic. What we look at is, the number of employees, typically it's always 10 or less. And usually it's just one or two employees, right? So it's a, maybe it's the founders that are working in the company. So they haven't yet really, they're definitely not at that seven figures mark yet in terms of revenue. They're maybe mid six, low six figures, and we're really helping them. So they're they're really at that struggle point of trying to figure out how can I turn this around? What am I missing? And they're, and typically they're just missing a few key things and almost always it revolves around consistency. Mm, yeah. Um, what if they say, um, you know, I just have not been able to find anybody good. You know, I've, we've brought people in there's like, you know, they just, I, I keep losing them or they're just not a good fit. They don't get it. Um, how do you respond to that? Well, that all boils down to what Julie had mentioned a little bit earlier about the business foundation, building out the culture, understanding your core values, your mission statement, all of that, and hiring to not only like employees, but vendors, uh, consultants, whoever it is, hiring people according to your core values, according to your culture, because that's the easiest way to retain an employee is find somebody who already aligns with you. Um, You know, I know it's hard right now because the employment market is still kind of uh, in shambles right now. And, and people are just throwing warm bodies at whatever they can find, but in, uh, taking the time in the interview process, what, again, with whoever it is that you're talking to, to understand that, yes, they're going to see that they're going to see the vision of the company. They're going to speak the company's language. They're going to, they're going to just, when they talk to clients, customers, whoever it is, they're going to be an extension of the company, not just an employee. I want to add one thing, be the kind of leader that people want to work for. 
right? I think that is so important. It's it's really easy right now for people to look at the employment market and think, you know, nobody wants to work. Millennials are lazy. Nobody, you know, nobody's looking for a job. Everybody wants to stay on, you know, um, unemployment or whatever it is. But the first place that people really need to look is what kind of a leader am I? Do people want to work for me? What am I offering up that's better than anybody else in the market where I can get employees and keep them? And how am I, how am I treating my people? And so I think it starts yeah. internally and then, and then goes out, but 100% everything Corey said in terms of culture and core values is so critical for, for hiring. You know, one thing I saw on your social media, I, I like is that, uh, you know, team building starts long before you hire your first employee culture starts long before you hire your first employee, your vision, your, you know, what, who you are, why you do what you do, your company values, your mission statement. Like these are all things, you know, we start building with the end in mind, where are we going? And, you know, that way when they show up, they're like, oh, okay. You know, there's a sense of place there rather than you just show up and you're going to work for eight hours and I'm going to pay you for eight hours. And it's like, that's really, a lot tougher uh, to, to, to run in a, a workplace like that today. Most folks want to feel like what they do matters or they're just going to get bored and they're kind of out the door. So I think those would be some of those things. I, I would imagine I, it sounds like you, you get into those types of issues in terms of culture and so forth. Yeah. And it, it comes from the top down. You can't just magically create culture because you said culture. We've all probably worked <laughs> for somebody who, who said, oh, this is a fun place to work and we're a team and all of that. And it's like, no, you're not. You're a terrible person and this place sucks. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, we probably all had an experience like that because the the leader of the business was that type of person. And again, like that doesn't mean that they're a terrible person. Sometimes it does, but the the point being that they they need to be true to who they are. They need to be genuine about their culture and what they expect other people to, to be, you know, in that business, because there are plenty of people out there that are probably like you. You just got to find them. Yeah. And we, what's one of the first things that we do with um, when we're helping somebody launch a new business, Josh, is we look at like, let's talk about what you want the culture to look like. And sometimes for entrepreneurs, they're solopreneurs. It doesn't make sense for them. They're like, why do we have to talk about culture? It's just me. And it's like, well, are you building this to just always be just you? Or are you building this because you want to eventually have employees and people that are working on the team with you? Because if you are, let's figure out what that is now. And we're, our philosophy with our clients is always let's do it when there's no emotion involved. And so it's easier to set all those things. Now figure out your exit. Now, what does it look like? What are, what levers would you pull? What triggers exist? Same with culture, same with core values. Like we want them to be passionate about the business, but we don't want them to be making emotional decisions because then it becomes much more difficult. And that was, those pieces don't really represent where they want to go with the business. Yeah. So um, are there anything in particular, um, you know, especially I would think with the book, right? Um, we think about planning or, or building our business. Um, you know, as I, I, we were talking beforehand, so I've spoken for the Tony Robbins organization, you know, and Tony Business Mastery talks about this, you know, building for winter, right? And um, how critical that is um, because it's an inevitability. And if you're just building, you know, uh, 
you know, for and assuming that everything is always going to be good, that you're not going to lose a key employee, that, you know, the uh, there aren't going to be any impacts within the market. Uh, you know, I think about like all these what is in your threat box, you know, as you're doing your SWOT analysis. And, uh, you know, I, I know you guys have done extensive work in and around this. And uh, outside everything that we've already talked about, and this applies to obviously people, businesses who have employees, but training is so critical in terms of uh, making sure that you can adapt to the unknown. Because like, you know, many people have probably said, and, and we were talking about earlier, is that nobody was prepared for the pandemic, but there are businesses who did well. And it's not because they they had that in their threat box. It's because they had staff who were ready to adapt. They had empowered their staff to make decisions. They had, uh, you know, a couple months worth of savings on hand. They had experienced something similar where they lost a big client or, uh, you know, they had a, another similar disaster. So they were able to take previous experiences and then run with it. And that that part, the people part of it is so important, just knowing who's strong in your business and what they're strong at and where you can kind of shift the pieces around when you need to adapt to the unknown. Yeah. Um, tell me more about your book. All right. So um, our book is, it's called, as you said, Seriously, Now What? You said it much better than <laughs> we did. Um, and really it is all about building a really solid foundation for uh, your business. And, you know, we, we recognize at, over the course of time, since we've started SB Pace, that a lot of people don't understand what that means. So that means, you know, having the financial awareness, having a SWOT analysis, really thinking about your strengths and how can you protect them? Where are you weak? You don't necessarily need to strengthen your weaknesses, but having that awareness and knowing like what, what are the risks around them, right? Thinking about the opportunities and threats. So full SWOT analysis, really thinking about core of uh, thinking about your core values and the culture and the training process is such a huge part, right? Of what, what you're doing, like looking at your processes. I think people, a lot of small business owners don't realize that if you just sat down and you mapped out your critical processes, you could find gaps in your efficiency that are going to allow you to one, get more done and, or make more money or save on expenses. And so processes are a really great place to look. And I can't believe that out of me and Corey, I'm the one talking about processes right now. Cause like, that's his, that's his, that's his dream over there. He loves process. But um, so having the right people doing a SWAT, understanding your culture and just essentially being really prepared for what could come. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So when folks go to your website, your website is SB Pace. What does that mean, by the way? Small business planning, advising, coaching expertise. All right. Good acronym. So when they go to do over on that, we probably would name it something different. Oh no, it's, it's memorable. <laughs> SBPace.com. When folks go there, what would you recommend for someone's listening? They're like, man, I think I need these guys help. Um, so we've got uh, plenty of information out there. We got a handful of services on depending upon what it is that you need, whether it's business coaching, consulting, marketing help, that type of stuff. We've got a really large network that we work with. Um, so if there's something that we can't do, we can always push you in the direction of somebody who can. Um, you can find our book out there and we've got our podcast as well, which uh, you know we offer some quick business tips um, every Tuesday and Thursday. It's called BizQuick. Yep. And you can just fill out a form or schedule a call. Both those options are there on the website. Makes We make it really easy. Yeah. Awesome. Julie Traxler, Corey Harris. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Again, your website, sbpace.com. Thank you guys. Josh. 
Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High-Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.